Hey, it's Solomon and Adra. Adra and Solomon. Whichever way you want to say it. And before we get started with this episode, we just wanted to let you know that you're listening to an older episode and you may notice some differences. Firstly, we've changed the name of our podcast from Art Mythos to Afro Mythos to better reflect our focus on African mythology. Additionally, we've also changed our name from SAR to Adachi. That's right, but don't worry, it's still the same great podcast and you're on the right page. We're excited to continue sharing our love of African mythology with you. And we hope you enjoy this episode. So let's dive into the fascinating world of, of African, African mythology. mythology. I'm sorry, but why do they always turn into a bloody tree? Because a tree is the most no, no, no. I'm not having it. Be. I'm not having it. I'm not these being a woman in one of forever. these stories and being turned into a tree. Look here, yeah, a tree is the most noble thing you can. I don't do. care. So someone last... can cut me down and use me for paper. <laughs> I am not. Obviously, you'll be a sacred tree that nope. can cut people. Nope. Nope. Like, turn me to a bird or something that I can move around. I don't want to be a tree. No, 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 you'll be a tree. You make a fine tree. another episode of Art Mythos, African Mythology Told Through Art. We are your hosts, Solomon and Adra of SA Art. <laughs> and we hope you've enjoyed the series so far. We've certainly enjoyed telling you the stories and tales that have inspired our paintings. Last week, we spoke about the certified lover boy himself, Shango, Orisha of Fire and Lightning. See what we did there, Drake? When our queens plug. <laughs> Um, anyway, we hope you've enjoyed that episode. And if you missed it by any chance, you'll be able to listen to that and other previous episodes on our Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This week feels like a natural extension to Shango's story, as we will be talking about Shango's first wife. Mm-hmm. But I'll let Aj introduce the main character of today. So today we're talking about the Arisha of Movement, the entity of energy, flexibility and restoration, the Yoruba goddess of rivers. Ooh, okay. Oba. Rivers. <laughs> yeah, rivers. So Oba is a controversial Arisha. She's been through a lot. Um, so a bit of background on her. She was the daughter of Yamaya, the mother of all Arishas, who we covered in episode three, mm-hmm. and one of Shango's wives, who we also talked about in our previous episode. So if you haven't listened to that yet, maybe you should go back and listen to that just in case, you know, you want to know who they are and, you know, catch up on them. So, Definitely. as I said, she went through quite a stressful period with Shango, as you can imagine. He was part of her origin story that you'll expand on later. But she's also often overshadowed by her sisters, Ocean and Oya, who were also river erishas. But, you know, we haven't covered them yet. So that's why I'm going to leave that. Right. Look forward to it. Yeah. (laughs) So Oba represents the power and the flowing waters. And more figuratively, she also represents the flow of time and life. Um, And people often turn to her for assistance in learning how to go with the flow or for some inspiration when facing sluggish projects. So, yeah, you know, (laughs) if you ever face the, what's that word again? 
procrastination, mm-hmm. you know, the procrastination and you're just like, oh, I can't do this project or you want to put it to the side. It do be like that sometimes. She's your go-to gal. Mm, okay, it's yeah. good to know. Uni students, you know who to call. Uni students, take notes. Tell your friends, tell a friend to listen to this episode. <laughs> anyway. Nice plug. <laughs> so the river Oba in Nigeria was also named after her, obviously. <laughs> Um, but yeah, despite her tragic origin story, um, she's actually extremely competent and independent. Um, love is her Achilles heel, just like pride was for Shango. Um, however, it's also notable that she turned her pain and heartache into a quest for knowledge and betterment for her people. So Oba has much to teach us women about not losing ourselves and not giving away our power for any reason. So she's quite the progressive feminist, you know. Why are you laughing, huh? <laughs> Tell everyone why you're laughing, Solomon. There, there's no reason for me to be laughing. This is serious stuff here. Girls take notes. Women take notes. It's the unserious candidate. Andrew, take notes. Unserious candidate. She right took here. notes. That's good. <laughs> I didn't take nothing. Okay. But yeah, she's quite the progressive feminist archetype. And, you know, we just love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so her day of the week is quite conflicting from all the sources that I've read. Some say Sunday, some say Friday, some say Saturday. So I'm just going to throw it out there and say that she likes the end of the week. Mm, weekend, you know, yeah. That's her time to shine. Weekend out, yeah. Hey, type of girl. <laughs> if she was gone, I'm going to say Saturday because I've read Saturday somewhere. I'm okay, gonna yeah. Saturday, you can leave yeah. it as Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> What's her Ghanaian name? Uh, oh, you put me on the spot here. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to say Amma. Ghanaians, fact check no, 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 right no, no, no. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to fact check right now. Don't worry, we'll, we'll skip through all this. Ghanaians, oh, get the, at her on the no, timeline. It can't be a Kosoa. I talk about simple Saturdays. Excuse me, how am I supposed to know the name of every day of the week? Simple every Saturday. You've only got seven days of the week. <laughs> Excuse me, but there's also girl and guy, and there's also different variations. Ghanaians, you'll back me up here if you. I was right! It's Amma! <laughs> wow, wow. 23 years of life. Anyway, guys, back to my description because, you know, he tried to test me and I got it right, so. She passed. <laughs> she doesn't know what equation she used. Let's go. Then was in the test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really just get points. Sure, you're working out. <laughs> Uh, so in Brazil Oba is seen as a goddess of love but she's also considered as guardian of prostitutes in parts of Africa as well Uh yeah Um, so she keeps all them safe Mm. Um, she's also known to punish those who exploit loving hearts so y'all better be authentic and 100% in your relationship because she'll be quick to punish you tell her to take her own advice So offerings are also often placed. You see how quickly I moved there. <laughs> offerings are also um, often placed on the home altar or brought to the lake shore and presented for her there. So what type of offerings would you present? <laughs> um, put me on the spot here. Yeah. Um, I would give her. I'll just listen to her. You know. You know. Give her my ear. <laughs> <laughs> He said give her <laughs> his ear. Guys, okay, you'll understand this when he tells you her origin story, but I'm just going to move on because that was just disrespectful. So she likes flowers, candles, wine, and water taken from a lake or pond. Don't give her spring water or rain water. She doesn't like that. 
Um, and if you wanted to cook for her, she likes beans with onions and shrimp. So those things are things that you can easily, you know, present to her as an offering. Um, as well as offerings, people also often call an oba to get them out of figurative hot water. So you know when you're in a sticky situation, and you're like, you, you know when you're like, oh, a bit of hot water, like... It's a bit of a sticky one yeah. still. So she's always there for you in that respect. So to encourage her aid, you should take a glass half filled with hot water, then slowly pour in cold water up to the rim. And this is what you're supposed to say, okay? Mm-hmm. By Oba's coursing water, let dash improve. Obviously, add whatever you want to. Let's say I'm talking about productivity, okay? So, by Oba's coursing water, let my productivity improve. To higher and safer ground, my spirit move. That's all you say while you pour the cold water into the hot water. And then after that, you're supposed to drink the water to internalise the energy. As well as this, Oba can also abide in any body of flowing water, including your tap or your shower. So, when you have a shower or you're doing the dishes today you can invoke her energy by uttering this chant mentally or verbally so i'm also going to talk about productivity again just to fill in the blank so oba flow your productivity blessings bestow pour 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 productivity restore 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 let oba's spiritual waters refresh your energy and your magic so, so we can see that um, Adra needs to be more productive. Uh, uh, she's using that as her examples. It was just the one I threw out of the ether. I feel like the thing that comes to you most naturally <laughs> is the thing that you actually want to improve. So, you know, she's saying she brought out the ether, but she really needs that. So, over. I feel like I'm very productive. So. Moving on. <laughs> um. Okay, so... Children of Oba will usually be attracted to science or medical fields, just like Babaluaye in our second mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Um, but they will have at least one very unhappy marriage and then stay single for the rest of their lives. It's not easy. So, you know, if you're a child of Oba, I'm very sorry to tell you this. Wow. Ooh. She just condemned them to... Unhappy. It's not To be easy. fair... It's just one unhappy marriage and then you're single for the rest of your life. So, you know, if you like the single lifestyle, then that might, you know, if you're a child of Oba, then maybe you will like that lifestyle. But you have to go through that unhappy marriage. Yeah. That's a bit deep. That is a bit deep. Oh, the single ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Put your hand up, are you mad? I was going to dance to it. (laughs) I was going to dance to it. For the people who listen to the podcast, right... He said all the single ladies and he did that hand gesture and I was literally going to join him in the hand gesture. You don't join me. I was calling the single ladies. It's Beyonce. If it's Beyonce, I'll sing. Full stop. Anyways, now Solomon will tell us Oba's origin story. I will. So, as we said, this week feels like a natural in- extension from Shango's story. Um, so, after things didn't quite work out with his mother, um, you know, for reasons I don't think I need to elaborate on, um, he found love with Oba, the Orisha of marriage and partnerships, really. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so like the question of what what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Ooh. Here we have the answers to what happens when a player slash Gallus meets a hopeless romantic. The title First Wife might have given you the clue to you know the answer to that, foreshadowing even something, something, something Van Gogh. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Um but we will start with her you know most told story which has something to do with her ears um <clears throat> if you don't get that van gogh joke it's because you know we're getting to it yeah i was she just about to spoil it <laughs> <laughs> so it's important to start with the fact that shango is known to have three wives yeah the harem is made up of oya Oba and Ocean as teased in the first episode we said something about Ocean being the opposite of Shango mm-hmm. during the reign of the second Alafin of Oyo so Alafin Ajaka um, Shango defended the Oyo kingdom so well that he was named the defender of the kingdom the king grew um, the king threw a feast to um, celebrate him mm-hmm. it was attended by all the citizens of the kingdom when it came to dancing Shango was very good when the men asked to dance in a fun competition Shango beat the other guys to the delight of Alafin and his people you know them guys who are very serious you know with their Azonto moves and parties and all that kind of stuff that Shango here yeah this situation Anyway, um, during this competition, a beautiful and elegant lady stood out. Mm. Um, she was flexible and danced like the wind. Shango's eyes popped out and he fell in love immediately. He moved closer to the king and knelt down. Your Highness, I think I found my wife here, he told the king. Where is she? I want to know her, the king inquired. Hmm? What does he want to know? Obviously, obviously, the reason why, because he's, he's Shango's man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's his wingman. Boy, okay, he's I was going to say. It's, it's not that he wants to take the girl. It's that he's his boy, in it? Okay. Sometimes you just have guys who want to look out for you. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, so he told the king that I found my wife here. Um, so she, so he said, where is she? I want to know her. Yeah. So um, the king was happy um, because he had put pressure on Shango to find a wife. Like um, some African parents? Honestly, you sounded like some auntie saying, where will you marry? It's tomorrow. Instead of you to focus on your own husband. Uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, with a big grin across the face, his face, Shango pointed to the beautiful dancer amongst his peers, and he said, "I want that one." Um, his heart found joy after many years of being lonely. If that is a lie right there, because he was not lonely, he's been through. Yeah, after many years of being lonely. Anyway, um, so he's not found joy after many years of being lonely. Um, if he had his way, he would have, he would have married her immediately and took her home with him. Um, the king looked and was happy because she was beautiful, you know? She was very beautiful um, and would compliment Shango. After the ladies' contest, um, the king stood up and declared the beautiful lady the winner. My daughter, what is your name and what would you like to say for winning this competition? She slowly moved out of her peers and spoke. My name is Oba. Hey, Oba! 
the daughter of Ajase. I am happy to be the winner. Thank you, your highness. She knelt and quickly stepped back to meet her peers. After the feast, the king called Oba to his palace and told her about the intentions of Shango. She eventually agreed after months of courting. Um, they got married like, like, the, like a royal prince. Uh, it was one of the biggest weddings in history of the Yoruba Empire. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like a crazy rich Asians type Ooh, wedding, you know, like yes. proper big. Yes. Oba couldn't conceive for Shango. Ah, uh, so that's where it all turns downhill. So I was yeah. even thinking this is quite significant because she was Shango's first wife. First wife. So it means she must have been that beautiful and that amazing that Shango was like, she, I need to marry her. Bam, he got off the streets for her. Literally. He said, uh, Well, Mm, off the streets mm, but he's still off the street please he was off the streets for a minute okay yeah that's 60 exactly. seconds <laughs> that's a big thing yeah um so yeah she couldn't conceive for Shango despite yeah. all the sacrifices they've done yeah he wanted an a hair an heir hair an heir heir yes close enough <laughs> and it was not forthcoming one afternoon, he went out with his friends to drink some palm wine. Mm-hmm. When he was coming back, he was too drunk and wanted to pass the shortest way. Yeah, home. yeah. Hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> he was drunk. He was trying to get home, innit? He was trying mm-hmm. to get home. As he passed one particular hut, the aroma of food from there struck him. He was so hungry that he didn't care who was cooking. He knocked on the door and a lady came to answer the door. She was shocked to see the great Shango at her house. Sounds like the scene in Hamilton when, um, you know, he meets Miss Mariah Reynolds. Uh. Yeah, so she said, good evening, great Shango. She started. His presence made her speechless, you see. Mm-hmm. He told her he was hungry and she gave him some food. And that, kids, is how I met your mother. I'm joking. It was how Shango met Oshun. This was the beginning of the relationship between them. When Oba heard of her husband's illicit affair, she was angry and she challenged her husband. He was very angry and swore to marry her um, for having the guts to challenge him. He eventually married Oshun and brought her home. It was the beginning of the rivalry between wives. Um, Shango instructed Oshun to be in charge of cooking, while Oba should be in charge of keeping the house in order. But peace never reigned between them. Shango was tired of his wives. All they did was fight and no children to show. (laughs) He later on met Oya and brought her home as his third wife. Oya was married to a wicked warlord in Nupe, um, and when Shango and his army defeated the village, he coveted her. It was known that in the Yoruba kingdom that Shango never paid Oya's bride price. Um, so the bride price is when like the husband has to pay the yeah. wife's father yeah. to, for the hand in marriage. So he never paid that. He just killed. He just killed everyone in the in the kingdom. I feel like that is a very efficient and cheap way of getting around it. No? Do you have a kingdom to kill everybody in? 
Let's move on. We'll find out. Um, when the third wife came in, Oba knew she had lost her place in Shango's life. He hardly had time for her and they rarely saw each other. She wanted her first love back. She approached Oshun despite their issues. My wife, I need you to help me. Despite our quarrels, please help me. She knelt down. Oshun lifted her head up. Please don't kneel for me. What can I do for you? I know our husband still loves you despite Oya's presence. I want to know your secrets. I want him to love me again, Oshun. Please help me. She was so sad and desperate. Oshun was happy, but she didn't let it show. She had waited so long to do evil to her. Well, a long time ago, an old man told me to cut off a part of my ear to make food for my husband, and I did. Since then, he's fallen in love with me. Wait, sorry. She said she did. Yeah, she said it's what she did. But she still has both ears? She said a piece of my ear, you see. So maybe it grew back. Um, You know... She is a goddess. You know, maybe they go back. You don't know her power. You don't know her power. <laughs> anyway. So. Oba was happy. Mm-hmm. Oba was happy. She greeted her and left. Oshun smirked and mocked her as she left her presence. Meanwhile, the same day, Shango visited the chief herbalist concerning his wife's not conceiving. Why would not give them? Why would they not give me children? Maybe the problem is with you, Shango. Please, huh? it's not me. After I, all those women he slept, they don't think he's caught uh, some sort of STI. Or STI did you something. not hear? He was very fertile. Mm, okay, I heard very that. Very fertile. But if this guy has three wives and no kids, maybe he is the problem. I feel like someone's cursed him at this mm, point. There's always some sort of curse. Very okay. fertile. It's always the woman. Uh, I'm not <laughs> Anyway, um, <clears throat> Shango visited a herbalist concerning his wife's not conceiving, you see. He gave some herbs and told him um, to be careful about what he ate during this period. So he gave him some drugs, maybe some Viagra or something like that. Um, um, so when he got home, Oba approached him and begged him to allow her to cook lunch for him. He was too occupied with his thoughts to, and he allowed her. I don't think she can cook. I want to see you. So it was a big thing to allow her to cook. You see? Yeah. So while she was making food, she picked up a knife and cut a piece of her ear. Um, then a thought came to her ear. If Ocean cut a piece of her ear and he still loved her this much, she should cut off her whole ear. Girl. And the love would be greater. No. Nope. Um, she cut off her whole ear and made the soup with it. She carried the food to her husband. With wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's right. She cut off her ear and put it in the soup. Yes. Now, what number do I need to call um, health and safety, human resources? I FDA for these times. I feel like it was a brilliant recipe. Excellently um You can off your own ear, put it in soup. I feel like, it. I feel like if you really loved him, you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I expect to see an ear in the next cut off, no you I expect to see you're an Mr. Ear. Advocate for ear cutting I expect to see an ear in the next mm. soup you, you make okay that's why I don't make soup <laughs> <laughs> um okay so 
I said she cut off her old ear and she carried the food to her husband with so much joy mm. and then left. As he was about to eat it, he saw something just floating in the soup. She didn't even like blend it or anything. It was just floating Yuck. there. It looked like a mushroom which was poisonous. He remembered um, Baba's warning and so he got very angry. Thunder struck everywhere. He poured away the food and so much anger, he called over. You want to poison me? Before I open my eyes, you leave this house now or I'll burn you with thunder and fire. Oba <laughs> was so scared. Oh no! Um, she knew how powerful he was, and he ran. Away, and she ran away. She kept running till she got to a stump of a tree, and she sat on it. She screamed her mother's name, and fell to the ground. She became a river called River Oba. Till now, she's known as the river of matrimony. It flows through ocean and oyo. Shango angrily went to Baba's house to inform him what had happened. He consulted Ifa and told him what had really happened yeah. to do with Ocean. Mm-hmm. He advised him to be calm, but it fell on deaf ears. Yeah, get it, ears. Oh, wow. um, immediately, he got home. He summoned Ocean and angrily banned her from his house. She ran away too and fell to become a river called River Ocean. Today is known as the River of fertility both rivers have worshippers till today and are considered deities in the Yoruba kingdom wow so that is a story of Shango's Aram and Oba's Van Gogh moments yeah most importantly Oba's Van Gogh moment most importantly I really like the um like the vision of both Oba and Oshin like kind of falling and becoming rivers. Oh no, I hope I don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I really, I, I could, that would literally be such a beautiful, like, you know, those kind of paintings back in the day when they're like, kind of like, I don't know if they were Greek or, mm-hmm. but you know, those really I, I weird know, like, The romantic pictures. Yeah, the romantic, like, like, but imagine like, Oba or Oshin or both of them, like, on either side, falling, and then like, their bodies are like it's slowly like turning into water. Water. <sighs> Trademark. Anybody that does this painting, we are coming for you with lawyers. We're going to sue you. <laughs> you heard it first. Because we've trademarked it. And Anybody. <laughs> In fact, we're drawing it now. So please. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. So now we're going to talk about our painting. Yeah, actually, so we did do a painting of Oba. Yeah. um, And it's called Love Love Conquers Conquers All. All. Um, And we're going to talk about it now. Yeah. Yeah. So, our painting Love Conquers All Mm -hmm. captures Oba. Um, So, we should probably tell you that her her traditional colours are pink pink and blue or pink accented with red and white um, so in one source I read actually the red and white is because of her association with Shango I see yeah so it's like one of them um, you know when you start like picking up your 
your man's lingo your or man's something. Lingo yeah, your girl's lingo. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> yes, like that. I want your colours. She took his hoodie, basically. Yeah, she took his hoodie. <laughs> and never gave it back. So it's weird though, because when looking at other sources, I also saw that her colours were purple or burgundy. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> or even the rain or even rainbow. So I guess it's open to interpretation based on different traditions and countries, what colours are associated with her. But we went for pink. It's pink. It's pink and a bit of white. Um, <laughs> so yeah, our... Um, uh, Painting depicting Oba, I love conquers all, is basically of a like pretty woman and it's she's really encapsulated in pink. Mm-hmm. Um, lipstick pink, eyes pink. Fun fact, did you know that Oba, obviously she's like this powerful magician. She's like one of the most powerful Orisha magicians and she enchanted her lips in a way that one kiss would have a man do her bidding for a week. Two mm. kisses would have him enchanted forever. Wow. So that's why her lips are so like voluptuous and so standoutish that you look at it almost to they look be juicy. enchanted by it we made them pretty juicy I can't lie yeah so okay and if you buy it kiss it and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> it's not weird at all <laughs> someone just walks in and you're kissing and painting and they're like um mind your out. business but can't you knock <laughs> So she's also often represented with colours, with those colours covering her ear. Um, obviously, because you know the whole ear situation, she's got her ear in our painting. She can't hear, yeah. Or a head wrap. And that's basically Oba. Um, so there's not actually that many like traditional um, paintings or images of her. Mm-hmm, there's true. quite a few new modern ones that have come up, like our ones. But um, yeah, the description is basically what it is. Yeah. So yeah, um if you want an exclusive um one of one of Oba, yep. you know, you'll be one of the only people in the world to have it. Just saying. Yep. NFT and, and all that things. Love conquers all. <laughs> okay, right. So, so now next segment African folk tales, yeah? Yep. So we're going to tell our favourite African folk tales of this week, yeah. <laughs> Starting with souls. Souls, do you want to start? Okay, right. What do you want me to start? I'm I'm fine starting, that's all right. Okay. So my folktale is from the Swahili speaking people Mm. of East Africa, um, taken from the African Myths and Tales book. And it's called The Poor Man and His Wife of Wood. So when I saw this title, it reminded me of that guy from Ed, Ed and Eddie, the guy of the wooden plank, Johnny. Um, really and truly, that kid had issues and we didn't deep it enough. They all had issues. He had deep issues because it was carrying around the plank everywhere. So um, hold tight, Johnny, and seek medical help. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, so... Once upon a time, there was a poor man who used to beg. One day, he sat thinking to himself, I'm a poor man and I have no wife. When I go out begging and there's no one to cook food for me back home um, whilst I'm away, 
So he went out to the forest and cut down a tree and carved out a woman out of wood. Oh, okay. And when he had finished, he decorated her with jewels and necklaces of wood. I mean, he could have sold that. True. And then he brought her back to the house. He had other plans, okay? Okay. (laughs) Then the tree turned into a woman. And he called her... Tree. <laughs> Mwanamizi. Mwanamizi. Oh. The child of a root. Mm. And he lived with her for many days. Till one day when the poor man had gone forth to beg again. A slave girl ran from the palace of the sultan in search for brands to which to light the fire with. She came and knocked at the poor man's door. When she got no answer, she entered because, you know, there's no one here. No one's home. Goldilocks vibes. <laughs> and went into the kitchen where she saw this lovely woman decked out with pearls and jewels. Ooh. She went running back to the sultan and said to him, I have just seen the most wondrously beautiful woman in the house of that beggar who lives near us. Have you never seen one being before? The Sultan when then ordered his soldiers, go fetch that wife of the beggar that I may have her. See if the words of the slave are true or false. I want to see for myself. Yeah. So they went and took Mwanamizi um, and brought her to the palace. When the Sultan saw her, he thought her very beautiful. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but right. this woman is a wood carving. No, I think she's magically been transformed uh, into a woman okay, at okay, this point okay, in time. Okay, okay. So very good distinction okay, to make. Thank here. you. She's a woman at this point in time. Okay, I was some say. magic happened at some point in time okay. after he beautifully carved her and put the pearls on her. Important. Makes sense. The pearls. Okay, cool. She turned Thank into you. a beautiful woman. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he thought she was very beautiful. So he said, This woman is too beautiful for the beggar. I will take her for my wife. Mm-hmm. Now, when that poor man returned from begging, he couldn't find his wife. Then the neighbors told him, The woman has been taken by the Sultan to his palace. So he threw down his bag and went round the palace and he rushed in to the sultan and asked him, where is my wife whom you have taken? Obviously, he's pissed off at this point. It doesn't, I don't care if you are king, god, whatever you are, give me back my wife. I made her, she's mine. Anyway, the sultan replied, get out of my sight, you foolish fellow, or I order def these soldiers to beat you up yeah basically get out of here um then he said if you will not the beggar said if you will not give back my wife take off my ornaments which she is wearing and return them to me so that i can go um at that the sultan called his soldiers and had him you know thrown out of the palace so he basically threw the guy out of the palace he said shut up like <laughs> like how in Fresh Prince um, yeah. Uncle Phil used to throw out yep. jazz <laughs> it's that scene anyway <clears throat> so after that the poor man went under the sultan's window and sang 
So I'm going to attempt to sing. Go on, go on, Biggles. Oh, listen, master, answer me. And I'm going to rap instead, actually. Oh, My wife I carved from the yonder tree. I carved her well with zeal untold and decked her out with feathered it's gold. gold. It's gold. The- <laughs> <laughs> you know how to do admins. Carry on. These ornaments and jewels fine. So oh, fine. give them back, for they are mine. They're mine. And Muamanzi, let me go. Let me go. When the woman heard the poor man's song, she she was bathed in tears. The sultan then said to her, take off those silly ornaments, ornaments and throw them to him, you know, that he may go away. I will give you things 10 times more fine and rare. The woman did not want to take off these things. The poor man sank again. Ooh, let's go, part two. Oh, listen, master, answer me. Answer I me. carved my wife from yonder tree. The tree. Then the woman... Oh. Yeah, yeah. so we cut <laughs> us there, because she heard that again. She was like, please don't. Um, then the woman took off her ornaments and threw them down, saying, these ornaments are thine. The golden feathers fine. Take them. Oh, take them. Mm-hmm. Makami and go. It's like a poetry, slam poetry night. Honestly, they're going back and forth. The king is just there looking at them like, what the f are you talking about? Anyway, so she cried very much and took off all her things till there was only a single charm left around her neck. The Sultan said, take off all his ornaments quickly and throw them away that this man may go away. But Muam Namzi did not want to take off the charm for it was her soul. <laughs> then the poor man sang again and Muam Namzi unfastened the charm and threw it to him. At that moment, she turned into a tree there in the house of the Sultan. I'm sorry, but why do they always turn into a bloody tree? Because a tree is the most no, no, no. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I'm not being a woman in one of these stories and being turned into a tree. Look, yeah, a tree is the most noble thing you can. I don't care. Someone can cut me down and use me for paper. (laughs) I am not. Obviously, you'll be a sacred tree that can haunt people. Nope. Nope. Like. Turn me to a bird or something that I can move around. I don't want to be a tree. No, no, no. You'll be a tree. You make a fine tree. Guys, in every a mythology, specimen. That have, they always turn them into a tree. No, I'm not having it. Anyway, so the poor man sighed and went back to his house. But the Sultan in his palace was seized with great fear. And that's where the story ends. Hmm? That is where the story is. So just imagine the Sultan in his palace, just looking at this woman he was about to <clears throat> marry. Yeah, marry. <laughs> Turned into a tree. Um, and that's where it ends. There's no part two. There's no it, sequel. Uh-uh. There's no part two. There's Episode no sequel. Two. That is where it stops. Just think about how tragic it looks. Um, I think the poor man's probably gonna go back and create another wife from the same tree. I mean, that tree's been cut down, so it might be a different tree. 
So it has been cut down. Wait, which one are you talking about now? <laughs> what, he can't get into Look. the Sultan's palace to get his wife back. Oh, okay. So he has to get a different tree. Okay, okay, okay. Cut it down. But I feel like if he has those powers to make anything into a human, I don't think he should be a beggar anymore. Yeah. As I said, he should have been selling those carvings from day dot because he could have been making peas from If it's carvings. that peng, you can definitely make yeah. peas from it. So, so is that your moral of the story? business-minded. <laughs> You know, think about it. Just think about That's it. That's the moral of the story. Think about it. Think about it. Anyway, that is my story. Great. My African folk. Thank you. You're very welcome. So the African folk tale that I have chosen today is from southern Nigeria. Mm. I feel like all of my is from Nigeria, but Niger. we move. And it's Niger. called. Got him. And it's called mm-hmm. of the fat woman who melted away. Of the fat woman who melted away. Yes. Okay. All right. So disclaimer: this story. It's going to call a woman fat like a, a few times. So I don't, I feel like, I feel like it's fat is okay to mm. say Mm-mm. personally. Descriptive. Yeah, I don't think it's a derogatory term, but if it is, please let me know. But I just feel like it's um, okay. Can we say fat with a pH? Yeah. She's, fat. she's a pH fat woman mm. who melted away. Okay. So this tale, I I was attracted to this tale mainly because it's like, it's kind of like Oshun and Oba vibes where it's like a wife tricking another wife. It's centered around jealousy of wives and stuff like that. So mm. I thought it was appropriate to tell in this episode. Um, okay, so the first line of this folk tale goes, there was once a very fat woman who was made of oil. So, you know. <laughs> so this woman was very beautiful. So... She's a very beautiful woman, okay? And because of this, many young men would ask her parents permission to marry her and they would offer dowry to her parents. So for those who may not know, like you kind of touched on earlier with bride price, dowry is basically a payment usually in the form of property or money that the bride's family paid to the groom or his family at the time of marriage. However, in many cultures, especially like African cultures like Nigeria and Ghana, um, this is done in the reverse where the groom offers a gift to the bride or her family. Um, it signifies a sort of insurance for the bride. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how to feel about this because, you know, gifts are great and stuff, but like, I don't like the idea of it being like either the bride or groom is like a commodity that, you know, I have to insure this person. I'm paying for you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, I don't know, but free gifts. You were not cheap. <laughs> anyway, back to the story. So, the wait, is that a form of prostitution? <laughs> Let us know because I don't know. I don't, don't worry, it's tradition. We're not going to talk about it. It's tradition. <laughs> anyway, back to the story. So, the mother would always refuse the dowry office. Um, as she said, it's impossible for her daughter to work on a farm as she would melt on in the sun. Because you know, as I said, she's made of oil. Uh, if so you've ever had... actually made of oil. I thought that was just enough words for fat. No, she's made of oil. <laughs> okay, cool. 
But you know how like when you have coconut oil and it's like summertime, it's melted mm. and it's winter, mm. it's hard. Like you know what I mean. Mm. So, um, however, one day. A stranger came from a far distant country and fell in love with the fat woman. Um, and he promised to keep her in the shade if her mother would hand her to him. So the mother agreed and the stranger took his new wife away. Um, so when he arrived at his, at his house, his other wife instantly became very jealous of this woman because. Wife. Yeah, he's doing a bit of Shangri here. He had two wives. Um, so yeah she naturally was jealous of this woman because she was beautiful but not why are you laughing I went to the camera <laughs> anyway his other wife was jealous of this woman because not only was she beautiful but she wouldn't work even though there was lots of work to do like fetching water or collecting firewood she wouldn't do any of that because she stayed home and she just was scared of the threat of melting under the sun so so one day when the husband wasn't home the jealous wife abused the woman so much that she finally agreed to work on the farm despite her little sister who she brought from her house with her when the stranger took her to be his wife I was like when I was reading this I was like they haven't mentioned the little sister at all yet Mm. and now all of a sudden she's in the story and she's like telling her sister not to go to work because she was I was like okay weird insertion of character here but anyway we'll move with it honestly so her little sister begged her not to go and reminded her of what her mother would always say that if you go outside you'll melt away if you're in the sun like you'll just melt you're made of oil this reminds me of when you know your parents would tell you things so you wouldn't do them like oh don't leave the light on the car because it's illegal and the police will come that like, one's wild because we all lived the same childhood yeah. and I don't understand I that. don't understand it I don't understand it like it's wild wow but yeah um, so anyway the fat woman PH managed to find shade under a tree um, in the farm that the jealous wife dragged her to and um, she stayed there because obviously the sun was very hot and she didn't want to melt away so when the jealous wife saw this she became angry and started asking her why she wasn't working um, so now the fat woman couldn't stand the nagging any longer so she went out into the sun and got to work despite her little sister's protest and of course she instantly began to melt away so there was soon nothing left of the woman except one big toe which was coincidentally covered by a leaf so it was under the shade that's why I didn't melt away <laughs> mm. so her little sister obviously distraught with tears picked up the toe and carried it home in her basket and when she got home she placed the toe in a pot filled it with water and covered the top with clay what are you looking at? I'm, I'm just thinking of so she had no bones no, she's made of oil. Like, compl- I, I, I thought, you know when you have like a skeleton of like bones and you have oils? She was made of oil, she melted in the sun and her toe was the only thing left. I question, did it smell good? I mean, it depends what oil. Coconut oil. Mm. Maybe it smelled nice. Mm. Almond oil. Mm. Palm oil, maybe not. No, mm. that still smells good. Okay. But yeah, so obviously, (laughs) I'm quoting directly from the story now, so please. When the husband returned, he asked, where is my fat wife? (laughs) 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 That's what he said. Where's my fat wife? 
She said, fat. And the little sister started crying and she told him that the jealous woman made her go out in the sun and she melted away. She then showed him the pot with the remains of her sister and said that her sister would come back to life again in three months time. But he must send away the jealous wife so that he wouldn't cause her any more trouble. Mm. So what would you do? Would you send away your jealous wife? Mm, of course. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Need that fat. <laughs> so um, the girl said, if you refuse to do this, then she will take the pot back to her mother. When, when her sister became complete again, they'll just stay at her mother's house. And obviously that was the threat. I guess... I don't know how much of a threat it is. It was just like, okay, we'll just go back home. I mean, I feel like she had him in a headlock. Well, she must have because he said, okay. I feel like he's Jamaican. Well, he's Nigerian, so evaluate yourself. I feel like- <laughs> <laughs> So this is where it gets just a bit wild. So the husband took the jealous wife back to her parents and they sold her as a slave. So he was like, obviously I have to get rid of my jealous wife. I don't want her anymore. She was jealous. She made my fat wife melt away. So I'm taking her back to her parents and her parents sold her as a slave. Why did they do this? You may ask. Yeah, why? (laughs) They sold... Why do people die? <laughs> anyway, they sold her as a slave in order to pay back the dowry to the husband so that he could get another wife. Because you know how I said before, he paid a dowry uh, and that's like insurance. So he said, I want a refund. Yeah. He, got a, he basically got a refund. And, and, and they spent all the money already. Yeah. So the only way to get the money back was to sell her as a slave. It's not easy. Yeah. So... Yeah, obviously, it was a form of insurance and he returned his wife. Returned within 14 days. <laughs> it truly is a man's world. This is a man's world. <laughs> we love to hear <laughs> No. Anyway, so he received the money and took it home and he kept it until three months had passed. He didn't spend it. He kept it for three months. So when the sister opened the pot after three months, the fat woman emerged just as fat and beautiful as she had ever been before. The husband was so delighted that he gave a feast to all of his friends and neighbours where he told them the story of his jealous wife. So ever since that day, whenever a wife behaves very badly, the husband returns her to her parents who sell the woman as a slave and out of those proceeds reimburses the husband the amount of dowry which he paid the married girl. He set the precedent. He set the precedent. He said, friends, this is what happened to my jealous wife. Mm. I got my money back. I kept my fat wife. And, you know, everything's great. If she does not behave, she must uh, become a slave. I said a man. And the silence is my answer to that. <laughs> the man them said amen. It's all right. <laughs> if she does not okay. behave, she must have okay. become a slave. And that was my African folktale that I really liked. Because and I'm just saying that's just the lessons that we're learning from it. No, I feel like, if anything, this is a lesson onto how just backwards this whole story was. And you how, say it's backwards, and, but it was very body positive. Oh, 
I loved the body positivity. I loved how they called her beautiful. Mm-hmm. I loved how they centered the word the fat. Yeah, he loved it. The fat was empowered. Yeah, but I disliked the women being a object that you can buy and return and... You know, maybe it was less to do with the fact that she's a woman, more to the fact that she's to do with um, her being jealous. No, because why did the other husbands do that to the wives? It says from that day, whenever wives behave very badly, not even jealousy, they said behave badly, which is open to interpretation. The husband returns her to her parents, actually some sort of object, and they sell. She the killed. Woman. She tried to kill a woman. Okay, I'm talking about the other wives. I feel like they would have had to do the same thing that she did. No, they just said behaves very badly. I know, but I think it'll be on the same level. Open interpretation. Mind them, I tried. Girls, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's. that's... <laughs> Secretly, do you know what time it is? It's time. <laughs> no! Guys, one of our paintings just. <laughs> it's it's okay. like <laughs> I'm not actually trying to kill um, Sully. Sully. Our plant. Um, it's, it's quite sad. Actually. Our plant has been for a lot. Paintings just on, keep falling on this one plant. Honestly, <laughs> and it keeps snapping. It, it's not easy, but we need to do this. Okay. We're trying to be plant parents. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So, <laughs> do you know what time it is? It's, it's time, time for, for the African proverb of the week. We, we, we. African proverb of the week. Okay. So, my African proverb of the week is from Liberia. And it goes, let your love be like the misty rain coming softly, but flooding the river. Song, song. It's so beautiful. I feel like, okay, not to be like biased, but I feel like this is the most beautiful African proverb of the week that we've said so far. Episode five, let your love be like the misty rain coming softly, but flooding the river. You know what? I accept that. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm actually accepting that because that is poetically beautiful yeah. and very poignant. Yeah, and it's just very inspirational. And obviously, um, we never go too much in depth, but I actually found a pretty cool analysis of this proverb on this Facebook page called African Proverbs page. So shout out to them. Thanks, guys. But they say that love is being compared to the misty rain. And there are actually three characteristics of mist. So the first is that mist is quiet, meaning that love is not boastful or boisterous. It doesn't make noise about itself and what it can do, yet it does great things. I think that's beautiful. Like, love is quiet, but it still does great things. It's not boastful, it's not prideful. Mm-hmm. Um So, for instance, when you see people who have a sense of self-importance, you can be sure that what drives them is not love, but lust for human praise. Yeah, beautiful. Um, So the second characteristic is that misty rain is also unassuming. This means that love does not claim to be what it is not or deny what it is. So love 
it is what it is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It is what it is. Yeah. And thirdly, misty rain is fluid. It's not rigid. It's able to descend to the lowest valley of human despair and flow through the crevices of human mistakes. It may be slow, but it's sure to flood the human soul with joy and overflowing. Mm. So basically, don't fall in love, but rise in love and be amazing. You had us in the first half there. <laughs> yeah, I said don't fall in love, um, but yeah. rise in love and be amazing. Like, yeah, it's that, uplifting, you know? Yeah, that is beautiful. I love that last bit where it fills the depths of your soul. Yeah, it floods the human soul with mm. joy. Mm-mm-mm. That sounds so beautiful because sometimes we can feel low and sometimes it's love that really um, fills up that vacuum yeah. that we have in us. And it can be any type of love, really. It could be friendship, family. It could be family. It could be brotherly love. It could be that's family. Anything. (laughs) I mean, I feel like I'm trying to, you know, in the Bible it says like agape and blah blah blah. Okay, okay. There's different types of love, and agape speaks to brotherly love. Guys, let your love be like the misty rain. Let it come soft, but let it flood the river. Okay? Yeah. And that's where we're going to leave you this week because we just want to end on a happy note. Yeah, on a beautiful note. We've been talking about a lot of, you know, infidelity and... A lot of jealousy. And a lot of ear cutting. But we just thought we'd end on a happy, inspirational, you know, just kind of heartwarming African proverb. Mm. So thank you, Liberians. <laughs> beautiful this. stuff so we have come to an end of this episode um in this episode we've spoken about oba who yeah. is the orisha of rivers yes and marriage and other stuff and, and marriage and she's the protector of everybody prostitutes women who've become you know foreshortened from their marriages <laughs> Yes, um, so it might be unfortunate if you're one of her children, children. but not to worry, you'll live a lovely single life, okay? Uh, sometimes, <laughs> you know, we need them, you know, rich we need them aunties. bachelors, the rich, rich aunties, aunties like know, rich auntie vibes. Not everybody needs kids, not everybody needs a man. Yeah. Sometimes you are enough, sometimes you just need to be a bachelor or bachelorette. You being you, not her, not being me. <laughs> yes, yeah, not us, Master. Y'all stay safe though. <laughs> and the, the streets are tough, but I'm not a part of it. It's all right. Anyway, I hope you all have a lovely. But yeah, time. we hope you enjoyed this. If you're wondering what we're drinking, it's um this, this lovely ginger wine from Tesco. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, ginger wine is a beautiful idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, we appreciate you so much. Thank you. Please be sure to like, leave a comment, especially after you've listened to this episode. We really want to know how you found it. Yes, we have been your hosts, Solomon, Solomon and, and Adra of SA Art. And, and yeah. Yeah. We hope you loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. See you next time.